It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got well, to welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, it seems as though more and more people need nutrition education and counseling because over half of Americans today are deficient in basic nutrients and minerals. That means half of the people you're working with or that you're exercising with or that you're playing cards with at the senior center... I haven't gotten that far yet, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too busy. <laughs> or are really, these all these people are deficient in calcium, magnesium, iron, B6, zinc, copper, and manganese. Yes, I said 50% of men and women in the U.S. are deficient. So I want to talk about the symptoms you might be experiencing if you're one of the 50% with these deficiencies. You know, last week I was at the third annual Symposium on Nutrition Medicine, catching up on some of the most current nutritional research. You know, we're always updating our classes, so you have the most current information. And one of my favorite presenters was Dr. Mark Houston, a clinical professor of medicine at Vanderbilt University Medical School. You know, he's an amazing cardiologist, Mm -hmm. and that's why I wanted to go to that conference and hear him. And he really shared some eye-opening information about cardiovascular health. And honestly, in the near future, we're going to have him on the show. And because heart disease is the number one killer, we all need to know more about prevention. And Dr. Houston has some very good, interesting answers. Mm -hmm. And so let's go back to talk about some of the deficiencies and what that means when we discuss Today's topic, Foods for Happy Focused Kids. Is it a possibility that our kids are deficient in some of these minerals? Oh, yeah, and I'd say way more today than ever before. So today joining me is Anna Durrock. She's a licensed nutritionist and a mom of three young children. (laughs) So, Anna, what happens if you or your kids are deficient in B6, magnesium, zinc, or manganese? Lots and lots of problems, but um, I would say the the number one problem is the the lack of energy. You know, they just don't have any energy. It's kind of a kind of a amazing to think about kids mm-hmm. n- not, not having, having energy. energy. I yeah. know because mine have a ton. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ada, you really understand all the biochemistry. Yeah. So, when you take a look at inside your cells, yep, what's happening when kids don't have energy? Okay, well, it has has to do with something called the Krebs cycle. And we hear that all the time when we, we go to these We classes. do, and we're like, whoa, going back to biochemistry here. So the Krebs cycle, basically, it's considered your cell's energy cycle. So it's just a fancy term. And biochemically, your cells go on strike. Basically, they're saying, you know, they put up that sign and they say, if you don't pay me with zinc, B6, or magnesium, I'm going to refuse to work. I refuse to work. I am on strike. So if you have a child with low energy, it might be time to look at some of these basic mineral deficiencies that might be the cause. So I want to con- continue this conversation because here's another interesting thing. 17% of women of childbearing age 
are also deficient mm. in iodine. Oh, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. But before we continue, I want to introduce Cara Carper, who is also a licensed nutritionist, and she's also a certified nutrition specialist, <laughs> and she's a mom of a 23-month-old little girl. So, Cara, what might happen if you or Olivia are deficient in magnesium, our favorite mineral? I know. <laughs> yes. We love that mineral. Well, about two-thirds of people are deficient in magnesium. I notice when I see clients for the first time, when they come in, they're often complaining about not being able to sleep through the night. And it's it's actually a very simple solution. I just start them on 400 milligrams of magnesium, usually magnesium glycinate. And within a few nights, often they are sleeping through the night. Um, And I actually had a client email me last week. Mm -hmm. She has, I don't know if she's listening, but she (laughs) has an 11-year-old who she claims has never slept through the night. And there were a lot of issues with nightmares Mm -hmm. and just getting up several times a night. So my client had severe sleep problems because her daughter would come into the bedroom. Sure. Um, so she, I put her daughter on magnesium and had her eat a bedtime snack with fat, like yes. berries and cream. She said she slept five out of six nights. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And it was just um, a couple hundred milligrams of magnesium so that for much. her 11-year-old. But, you know, wow. usually for an adult, I would do f- like 400 mm-hmm. milligrams. And so low magnesium levels affect, you know, not only adults, but children too. And so if, and kids have a lot of sleep problems, they also can have anxiety issues, which Mm -hmm. is another sign of low magnesium. You know, we're seeing that more and more, aren't we? When they come in. Yeah. Yes. A lot of, you know, anxiety in all ages of children. I've noticed that my own anxiety really went away when I started supplementing with sufficient magnesium. And that it has amazing, hasn't? Yeah. And you sleep a lot better. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And here's another interesting fact about nutrition and lack of nutrients. Almost 27% of people eat at fast food restaurants daily. I said daily. 27%. (laughs) And as a nutritionist, you know, I'm really surprised when parents take their kids to fast food restaurants more than once a month. Like that's, you know... I bet some of the people just fell off of their breakfast stools. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm sure they did. But it's, you know, and I I don't want to be mean, but it's just, there's it's junk food. It's low quality. You know, it doesn't even matter if you many, take the bun off. It's still really bad for you. Got trans fats. Yes, and high fructose corn syrup. Yep. You can't get away from bad things when you go to, mm-hmm. go there. So, and so again, fast food makes up about a third of total calorie intake, leading to too many calories and deficiencies in vitamin C, calcium, and magnesium. So there we go. The lack of these wonderful minerals Mm -hmm. is from eating too much fast food and processed food. And we know that lack of vitamin C, lower immune function. Lower immune Mm -hmm. function. So it all goes around. And so it's the kids with the runny, icky, snotty nose. Yep, getting getting the allergies, getting everything, Mm -hmm. going around school. Yep. Yep. It's the cycle. And Dr. Mark Hyman, he is, um, you know, we always talk about Dr. Hyman. He's an author of several books. One is Ultra Metabolism. And he's quoted as saying that anything that is tight, irritable, stiff, crampy, you know, whether it's part of your body Mm -hmm. or your moods, that is a sign of magnesium deficiency. So let's say that one more time. (laughs) You know, because I want parents to think of their kids who can't sleep, who are irritable, who are anxious. And may even have leg cramps. Mm-hmm. And we know 
there's a lot of kids with those issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so I'll, I'll say it again. Dr. Hyman said anything that is tight, irritable, stiff, crampy, you know, whether it's a body part like your legs or if it's a mood issue, that's a sign of magnesium deficiency. Simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then maybe a couple hundred milligrams of magnesium. For is a gonna... kid, yeah, maybe 200, 300 if they're older. Right. Yeah. So, you know, my... My hero, Dr. Mark Houston, he's the cardiovascular specialist that I heard, said that even hypertension, high blood pressure, may be a sign of low magnesium because, you know, you take look at the blood vessels and they're made up of little tiny muscles. And when you're low on magnesium, what they do is they constrict and they tighten up and then up goes the blood pressure. Right. It's it's a perfect storm. Yep. And researchers at the University of Melbourne found the Western diet of fast food, pizza, processed meats, processed carbs from pasta, muffins, bagels, and bread increased the odds of depression by 52%. Well, that's kind of amazing, isn't it, Anna? Mm-hmm. When we think about this, is that, you know, you said like people that eat lots of pizza, processed meats, Pasta, muffins, bagels increases the rate of depression by how much? 52%. That's huge. It is. So if that is happening to adults, then we have to think, okay, what is happening to our kids and our grandchildren? Mm -hmm. You know, the typical American diet contains 76 teaspoons of sugar a Mm. day. Every day. I have a jar sitting in my office with that. And it's, what is that, like a cup and a half of sugar? Yep. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's so scary. So if you're listening and you're wondering why is sugar such a problem, what's the big deal? Well, sugar depletes our body of nutrients. And so when Anna was talking at the beginning of the show about deficiencies, you know, that we have in magnesium, calcium, zinc, vitamin B6, manganese, um, you know, this actually can shut off metabolism, and we shut off our brains. Mm-hmm. So today, 10% of children have a mental illness. Isn't that, that's just Ugh. so shocking. Mm-hmm. 10% of Americans, mm-hmm. of children. Of children. Of children. Yeah, just have children. a mental illness today. Mm-hmm. And asthma, you know, we know that the rate of asthma has tripled. Um, and, you know, maybe this gets back to something as simple as moms giving their babies their first foods of rice cereal. Or oatmeal. Mm-hmm. I know that might be new information to people, but really the best first foods are meat and yeah. vegetables and fruits are more easily absorbed yeah. than and rice cereal. Digested. And we can't forget that avocado. Yes. And avocado, of course, the healthy fats. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, Cara, I think maybe <laughs> slide back over that one more time because you guys are, you know, you're moms of, of kids and you're new mm-hmm. moms, kind mm-hmm. of. You've got young kids. Mm-hmm. So what did you feed your daughter on kind of that, you know, when they hit like five and a half, six months old, whatever, Mm -hmm. sometimes kids are seven months and then they start eating their first solid food. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people assume that rice cereal is the best food, but we have luckily the cutting edge information here. So I knew that that was not the best answer. So we gave Olivia um, avocado and sweet potato and banana. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And then gradually, you know, I mean, I think she was even eating pureed meats by 10 months Okay, Mm -hmm. and and veggies. Mm -hmm. And we just started adding from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And is that what you did, Anna? Yeah. Yep. 
and uh, I mean, a little three kids. So yeah, they were all different. I'm sure they were all different. The girls didn't eat until about eight months. But Luke, he his first food was egg yolk and avocado. Oh, I forgot mash. about the egg yolk. Yeah. yeah, but egg yolk mashed with avocado and a little banana, and he like ate it up. Mm-hmm. And these you. You guys have such healthy kids. Mm-hmm. You just look at them mm-hmm. and you yeah. can say, they are healthy. Yeah. And good, you know, when we're talking about 10% of children having a mental illness, I mean, right. these foods that we're talking about that we fed our kids or we're feeding our kids, it leads to good brain health. Yes. And I think people don't understand that rice cereal breaks down to sugar and oatmeal does too. Maybe not quite as fast as rice cereal, mm-hmm. but oatmeal certainly breaks down into too much sugar for most kids. And yep. most and most kids can't handle grains uh, gra- any grains until one until year. They're old. One, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So again, exactly. new information for yeah. people. Um Cara, it's time to take, take yeah, a break. Take a break. Okay. Sorry. We'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> so you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are gluten sensitive, as about thirty percent of Americans are, you no doubt are happy that the US Food and Drug Administration this week published a new regulation defining the term gluten free for food labeling. So this new federal definition requires that in order to use the term gluten-free on, a, on its label, a food must meet all the requirements of the definition, including that the food must contain less than 20 parts per million of gluten. Food manufacturers have one year to bring their labels into compliance. So this new regulation should help the 3 million people who need to be totally gluten-free. If you guys have questions for us, call 651-641-1071. Hi, I'm Cassie Wienis, a registered and licensed dietitian from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You may know me from Dishing Up Nutrition, but today I want to talk to you as a mom of two kids with celiac disease, as well as additional food sensitivities, topics near and dear to my heart. Even with all my training as a dietitian, I was overwhelmed when my family had to go gluten-free. My boss, Dar, helped me learn the ins and outs of going gluten-free with real food, and that's when we realized other people need help and direction, too. So we created an online class called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. You learn what gluten is, where it's found, and how to be gluten-free at home, at restaurants, and at social events. We teach you how to shop gluten-free and how to make healthy, delicious meals your whole family will enjoy. And it may surprise you that I don't buy many gluten-free products. If you take the class, I'll teach you how simple it is to go gluten-free eating real food. Learn more and register at weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you want more information about following a gluten-free eating plan, you can sign up for our online class. It's called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. Just go to weightandwellness.com and click on online classes. Or we are also offering this class at our North Oaks office today. Uh, August 10th, in case somebody's listening to a replay of it at some point, but um, from a, it's today from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's also going to be offered August 17th at our St. Paul office. So you can check that out online or in person, and you can call 651-699-3438 to sign up. The in-house Saturday classes for the month of August are still being offered at the two-for-one special, so you can bring a friend or a family member for free. And again, 651-699-3438 is the number to call to sign up. So, you know, earlier in the show, I mentioned that 17% of women that are childbearing age are also deficient in iodine. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the symptoms of an iodine deficiency? Fatigue, pain, weight gain, breast cyst or tenderness, and actually breast cancer. 
and of course, thyroid problems. You know, iodine is a very important nutrient, and we're going to spend more time talking about iodine on some upcoming shows because yeah, I think we need to let important. people know more about iodine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we had a, a question actually from our producer, April. Okay. Um, and if I understood her correctly, it was her niece, mm-hmm. and um, they want her to put her on ADD meds. Okay, so she's got some she's attention got, deficit Yeah, she's disorder. got some attention deficit things going on. And, and how old is she? She's five. She's, five. she's a five-year-old. And April wanted to know what sh- they could do nutritionally to help not have to put her on ADD meds. I mean, she's young. She's supposed to have energy, but she, you know, so... Well, I think let's just problem solve and talk about that. Mm-hmm. What could okay. a parent do? Well, first thing I would think about, okay, let I would feed this little girl an egg or two for breakfast mm-hmm. with some sweet potato with lots of butter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And no cereal. Yep, no grains. No juice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. No pop. And then I would feed her again. Yep, maybe three hours, hours later. Yeah, two, yeah. two three two hours, hours later. So yeah, it sounds if, like... Maybe an hour and a half at later. Yeah, maybe if, if her blood sugar is so rocky right now that she needs mm-hmm. that, you know, that extra... But no crackers. Nope. So what you're saying is she needs to balance her blood sugar and not eat these foods like cereal that are turning into a lot of sugar. Or candy bars. Right. Yeah. Or crackers or pasta. Yeah. Or But real food mm-hmm. like... food. No, like avocado and olives and, and meat. Meat, mm-hmm. yeah. I think part of the problem is her little little brain's not getting enough fat. Healthy mm-hmm. fat yep. support. You and know, the so, brain is sixty percent fat. Yep. So you need to be feeding her fat, good fats, that protein, which is going to help you know build that serotonin, which helps with focus. Right. You know, plus those good carbohydrates that are going to give her the minerals for her brain to work right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know later on the show we have actually I think a ton today, of colors. Oh, sorry. Go we, ahead, Derek. We are actually teaching a class, isn't it today? Yeah. Food, uh, foods in, for great. Yeah. For, foods to build happy, focused kids. And uh, I know we're teaching it today in Lakeville, and it's a two for one, so mom and dad could go together. Yes. And it's like two, two to four. Yep. Be mm-hmm. a great opportunity to learn some of the basics. Yes. What to feed your kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we have lots of callers, you guys. Should we okay. take yeah. some? Good morning, Sarah. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Dishamp Nutrition. Do you have a question for us? I do. So I have a four-year-old daughter who has been diagnosed with asthma about two years ago now. Um, and we have kept it really um, under control well. So... Um, by the use of vitamin C and some fish oil and a multivitamin on a you know daily basis, I don't have to give her the steroid on a regular, ongoing basis. That's great. But when you talked awesome. about rice being one of the first things that you give kids and how that kind of sets them off on the wrong course, I look at the nutrition choices I made for her, and of course rice was the first thing I gave her. What can I do now to kind of help correct that or keep on the right path so that I don't have this lifetime with her of having to put her on all kinds of medication. Well, I think one of the things you have to think about first is what can what can she eat that's going to reduce or not or prevent inflammation in her lungs? Because mm-hmm. asthma okay. is inflammation mm-hmm. in the lungs. Right. And then, you know, the things that cause inflammation is anything that turns into sugar. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, we're, we just talked about that. That's certainly the, the rice, but it's certainly the crackers. 
bagels, cereal, cereal, too much bread, all those things. Yep. Um, And then I think, don't you think, you know, both of us help me out here, but don't you think a lot of people with asthma really also are sensitive to dairy products? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, certainly. Absolutely. It kind of, it kind of really creates a lot of inflammation in that lung tissue. And probably not, you know, butter or heavy whipping cream. Right. But milk, Milk, even cottage cheese, a lot of cheese, ice cream. Because casein is, which which is an inflammatory marker in, or the inflammatory ingredient in dairy products, mm. there it's high in cheese, yeah. you know, and so mm-hmm. we we've got to reduce it. Yeah. But I think you know, and then maybe once you have that inflammation totally gone, you might be able to let let your little girl have a little bit of that every once in a while, mm-hmm. right. but keep it very limited. Yep. So those are the things that we would recommend, wouldn't we? Yep. It looks like she dropped off. I was just going to say, if she, hopefully she's still listening too, but I think all kids can benefit from bifidobacteria. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, especially the immune system. We don't know if she was breastfed or not, but even kids that were breastfed, I think can benefit from a supplement of of bifido. Especially kids that have been on, you know, asthma meds. Yep. And antibiotics. antibiotics. Yeah. That's right. They need some extra bifidobacteria. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. Good. All right, we have another one. Okay. Good morning, Melissa. Hi. I am just calling. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on sprouted grain bread. I don't eat a lot of grains, but every so often I kind of, you know, might want a piece of bread or a rye crisp cracker, and I'm just wondering if there's any benefit to sprouted grain breads as opposed to, like, a regular whole wheat bread. There you go. I'm going to turn it over to one of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a lot more benefits to the sprouted bread because they're soaking the grains and they're not grinded into a really fine flour. Okay. So if you are if you are going to eat bread, you know, it definitely should be sprouted. Um, or like you, you're asking about the rye crisps, that would be a, a way better form of cracker than like Ritz or... Um, you know, nut or wheat thins, things like mm-hmm. that. So as long as you're not gluten sensitive, I mean, if you are, then I would stay away from that altogether. Right. Yeah. No, I think for me, it's really more the sugar and I, I don't really think it's a gluten sensitivity. And again, you know, I'm talking, I maybe have one of these things once or twice a week. So it's not like three pieces of toast in the morning. But. No, I think yeah. you're making a really good yeah. choice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. We don't Perfect. take everyone off of gluten. No, we don't. <laughs> People probably not think we do. needs to be off gluten, but yeah. <laughs> All right. All right Should we take you. another yep. caller? Okay. Good morning, Sandy. Did you have a question for us? I do. Um, I was just wondering if you could go over some ideas for breakfast and lunches for kids for going back to school. And then um, I'm also wondering if, if there is ever a good option for pizza because <laughs> kids like pizza. Well, actually, Sandy, we are working on that right now. (laughs) Uh, We've got the cauliflower crust and we've got a topping that is really healthy and we're testing it out. And I think it's going to be a a great winner. I've got romaine. I just made it. I followed the, I think it was Dr. Oz may have had it on. Okay. Okay. Did he have, did did he have a healthy topping though? I can't remember, but, um, I know I, I, you know, I just followed it online and okay. added my own toppings. So, yeah. okay. So anyway, <laughs> so that's good. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we'll talk, we'll talk about ideas for breakfast and lunch. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I've got lots okay. of things up my sleeve. So, okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. <laughs> 
So should we should we talk about those now or should we hold and let's come back to that? We'll come back. It's actually time it's for actually a break. Time for another Already, break. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh really? Yes. Yeah. Our second break is upon us. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are concerned about osteoporosis, a new study published June twenty eighth, two thousand thirteen, in the Journal of Bone and Mineral Research found omega three fatty acids which are in fish oil, reduced hip fractures in postmenopausal women by 50%. That's huge. That is. Omega-3 fatty wow. acids. We all need to be on them. So simple. So simple. So we recommend between 3,000 to 4,000 milligrams of omega-3 fish oil daily for best results. Questions again for us? 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. With vacations, reunions, picnics, trips to the cabin, you might be someone who's put on a few extra pounds this summer. And with all of the rain we've been having, it's been harder to exercise outside. So the first part of September, we have several Nutrition for Weight Loss programs starting. And I'm just going to read you a comment from a class member who took the class in the spring. Here was her comment. I've struggled with obesity most of my life and started listening to Dishing Up Nutrition for a few years. I decided to take the class after hearing repeatedly that I would be able to control my cravings. That is the biggest part of my success. My cravings are pretty much under control. I lost 21 and a half pounds and 21 inches. And now I'm, I'm quoting her. She says, not a huge amount. <laughs> I think that's a huge amount. <laughs> I, a huge amount. I know. When we read the uh, comment from her, we all said the same thing. That is a huge amount. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but we wanted to quote her. And she also said, I am happy to and planning to retake the class during the next session. I have gained control over my compulsive eating and my cravings. If you want to gain control over your cravings or compulsive eating, sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss. Classes are in September, or you can come in for an individual consultation and meet with one of the nutritionists. You can book an appointment or register by calling 651-699-3438 and find out more information about locations and cost. You know, before our break and before we started having callers, we were talking about the health problems that kids are having. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about 10% of the kids are have, have a mental, mental illness, illness now. Yep. We were talking about asthma. And then here, this made me really sad when I was reading this, is the third leading cause of death for teenagers is suicide. That is sad. Isn't that sad? Oh, that's really um, sad. And we know that teenage boys are drinking over three cans of soda per day. That's over 50-5-0 teaspoons of high-fructose corn syrup, and it's over 400 calories. Um, So we know that our kids and our young adults are in a nutritional crisis. Mm -hmm. They are. You know, maybe the typical American diet is why many adults and kids are feeling sad and gloomy. You know, you kind of walk around and you see that in people. They have low energy. They have trouble getting out of bed. They withdraw from friends and family. They lack ability to focus, and they lack the ability enjoy, to enjoy life, which right. is really sad. Right. <clears throat> Fast foods are not the good mood foods. We know that. Um, we're going to give the magic formula for good mood foods, though. <laughs> yes. And earlier we talked about 50% of adults and kids are deficient in many different minerals. People are deficient in magnesium. We talked a lot about that and zinc, calcium, and even um, a lot of the B vitamins. 
So what foods are high in minerals and B vitamins? It may surprise some of you, but protein sources such as eggs, turkey, steak, salmon, and chicken are especially high in these minerals and also in B vitamins. So I tell my kids, let's make this a happy, successful day. So I have them eat eggs and bacon for breakfast to start their day, and they love it. They would eat eggs and bacon almost every day if I made it for them. That is, what a great breakfast. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. Tastes good. So another one of my favorite authors is Dr. Daniel Amen. He is the author of Making a Good Brain Great and several other books. He says, real foods are good mood foods. I'm kind of the same thing that we say. Mm-hmm. And he's also said cereal and toast are not good mood or good focus foods. Right. And we got school coming up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So part of the good mood magic formula, it includes real carbohydrates. So when we say real carbohydrates, you know, we're not talking about cereal and toast. We're talking about mainly vegetables. So mm-hmm. Anna, do, when your kids are eating bacon and eggs for breakfast, do they have, will they eat vegetables? Uh, yeah. Uh, oftentimes I can get them to eat kale in their eggs. Okay. That's Isabel's favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then sometimes um, just cutting up um, a raw cucumber, they love the crunch of that. So, And I'll sprinkle sea salt over it. Um, Genevieve would eat lots and lots of cherry tomatoes. So that's her favorite. <laughs> All right. So I always, you know, I always am like, okay, we need our veggies and we need our meat, you know, mm-hmm. or, or our eggs. Um, and I discovered when I put out little cups with Annie's ranch dressing mm-hmm. that Isabel and Genevieve and even Luke, because Luke's my hardest right now. He's not interested in vegetables anymore. How old is he? He's three. Okay. So I think he's going through a phase, but sometimes I can get him to eat it. <laughs> but if I put dip out like that, like ranch dip, um, they'll eat, all of them will eat carrots and those snap peas, those raw snap peas, red pepper strips, um, and even broccoli. So I'm learning, you know, how to get them to, to eat veggies. Yep. And the girls are pretty good, but Luke, I'm struggling with <laughs> You kind of have to do what you're doing and find the ones that they like. Like yeah. you said, she likes cherry tomatoes. Yeah, and I, I always say you have to try it. Like, you, if you don't like it, that's okay. But you have to try it, and I keep offering it to them. Mm-hmm. That's the key. If you just give up, they're never going to like vegetables. And I think if you, like, the ranch dressing is great. And I yeah. mean, we mm-hmm. actually have a recipe, too. Yep. Do you guys make that sometimes? The, yep. The kid, my kids love that ranch dressing. Is and that the little dippers? or? Yep. And yeah. that's on our website, weightandwellness.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hummus. I mean, that's another great Hummus thing. Hummus is for another great thing, and it ta- makes it ta- makes veggies taste good. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, my kids are really happy kids. They are. They're really happy <laughs> kids. They're well behaved most of the time, and my kids are healthy. They're very healthy, mm-hmm. and yes, I'm very blessed. It makes a so, difference. It yeah. definitely does. And the third ingredient we can't forget about in our magical good mood formula is it's for focus. We really need kids to be having good fats. Right. Can't emphasize that enough, just how f- healthy fats impact the brain. Yes. So my kids love fat. <laughs> they, that's one thing they don't have a problem with. They love sliced avocado or guacamole. They love green olives. And um, they love when I put butter on their vegetables. I cook a lot in coconut oil and and some in olive oil. But I, I remind myself that no matter what, even if they refuse fat, they need, I, I'm like, you have to eat it because your brain's 60% fat. And it it just reminds me to make sure that my kids are eating these healthy fats because mm-hmm. I know it's, it's you're always offering yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm always offering it and they never, they never deny me fat. They love it. <laughs> it and it's balancing their blood sugar yes. too for and good They moods. feel better when they eat fat. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, the lady that called in, it was asking us to give some ideas. So I think yeah. this would be a perfect 
time to. So we know that we need protein. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need. They need some healthy fat. So like breakfast, some, bacon and eggs. We talked about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, even just finding a good chicken sausage or turkey sausage. We have a great recipe for turkey sausage. It, mm-hmm. And it's excellent. It's phenomenal. And, and it's, it's cheap. Kids it's love easy and stuff cheap. like that. Yes. If they don't like eggs, that's always a good go-to. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you make them into little, small... Little patties. They love it. Yep. yep. It's the size sometimes yes. for kids. And smoothies. Mm-hmm. I make them with, with whey protein, or if they can't handle whey, you could do like a, a white protein or something mm-hmm. like that. And we have, again, on our website, a great smoothie a great recipe. Smoothie recipe. Yep. So those are all great breakfast ideas. Yes. Yep. So you know, I think she also said, okay, what can I send for lunch? For lunch. School's coming up. Yes. Okay. So th- I, I'm pretty well, um, I have lots of ideas because this is what I have to do every year. So um, <laughs> I do a lot of turkey roll-ups. Um, and what how you make those is you can either get a really good tortilla, like a corn tortilla or a sprouted tortilla. Or um, even or a rice-free. Yep, yeah. a rice, mm-hmm. a rice I love brown those rice um, brown rice tortillas. Yeah, mm-hmm. Food right. for Life, I think, yep. makes yep. them, right? Um, so, and then I take some good turkey or ham without nitrates, um, and you could put some cheese in there. Um, Isabel just likes it rolled up with the meat and hummus. Mm-hmm. And then I add You could put, uh, like, mayonnaise yep. or, or guacamole or avocado. Could be the good fat. Could be the good fat in the tortilla. Yep. yep. Um, and then I send her with raw veggies, like cucumbers... Cherry tomatoes. Um, she loves celery and peanut butter, so you could do that mm-hmm. too. Um, or celery and cream cheese. Celery and cream cheese. And right now, the blueberries are out. Blueberries are out, so I always send yeah. her with a piece of fruit or strawberries. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, something like that. Um, and we then were I, talking about like um, beef sticks. Yes, kind of as a backup. Like they don't need a cooler or anything. Just nitrate-free yep. beef sticks and olives and are great. Olives and then a piece of fruit, and if you can mm-hmm. get some veggies in there, I mean that's a perfect. Um, balanced lunch or chicken wild, wild rice soup invest in a thermos my daughter loves it she would take that every day yeah Super. and the, a lot of those thermoses i mean they might be like 20 dollars, whatever i've seen them at the co-op but they mm-hmm. keep food either cold or hot for like six hours yeah, four to six hours yeah that's it's what totally worth it to get that yeah and you just heat it up before she leaves and then it's it's perfect mm-hmm. so you know i think another thing is a lot of kids just love to have sliced meat Mm-hmm. Like if you cook a chicken breast or a steak yep. and you just cube it up and put it in for their lunch mm-hmm. along with a bunch of raw vegetables like yep. you were talking about and some fruit, that's what they really want. They don't yeah. want a lot of messy stuff. Yep. They and, just want plain yeah. food. Yeah. And Isabel will eat chicken salad. Like she sure. would take that every day mm-hmm. and I just put it in a little bowl and she eats it with a fork. Yep. Great idea. Nothing problem, no problem with that. So. All right, I'm all set now. With when Olivia goes <laughs> to school, go. I got all these ready. ideas. Anna, it's time for a break. I don't oh my know. Goodness. How it's going really fast today. Okay, all right. So, time for our third break. So, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. This show is all about developing happy, focused kids. We have talked about how important it is to have good fats at every meal and snack. A brain-building nutrient that is found in breast milk and organic eggs is called omega-3 DHA. It is also an easy to take supplement. So, and research has actually found kids do better when they supplement supplement with 100 to 200 milligrams of omega-3 DHA. DHA comes in a small soft gel. My kids just love to pop those in their mouth. Um, but also, Cara, you you started giving Olivia the liquid form, right? Yeah, I did. Because, you know, she's still, she's not even two yet. And so yeah. I just give her a teaspoon okay. of our liquid DHA. Okay. I think it's but, like a milliliter or something. And and there's like 200 milligrams it, right there, She right? takes it by the spoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. 
Yep, yep. it's 200 milligrams of DHA. Okay. Mm-hmm. So any either of them are easy to take no matter what, what size your child is. So okay. we'll be right back. If you live with digestive problems, it's not just miserable, it's embarrassing. You might even find it tough to tell your doctor about your gas, bloating, heartburn, constipation, or diarrhea. The nutrition educators at Nutritional Waiting Wellness understand no one wants to talk tummy trouble, but that can keep you suffering. So they've come up with a brilliant solution, an online version of the popular gut reaction class. That's right, online. You won't sit in a group or even leave home. You'll learn about foods that trigger digestive discomfort and how to restore intestinal balance. You'll learn how to get rid of bloating, stop heartburn, and relieve constipation and diarrhea. But it's all done privately when it's convenient for you. You know the old saying, you're only as sick as your secrets. If you're ready to heal and give up those digestive aids advertised on TV, this is the class for you. Register for Gut Reactions online at weightandwellness.com or call for information at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I believe the health of our kids will determine the health of our nation. So I'd like to invite all parents and grandparents to attend a two-hour class, Foods to Build Happy Focus Kids. There's one that's being held today in Lakeville. And is that... 2 to 4 p.m.? 2 to 4. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then also there's one August 24th in Maple Grove. And these are two-for-one Saturday classes. So sign up and then take Grandma for free. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so if you live out of town, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we'll actually have our online Foods to Build Happy Focus Kids available for you. Just a couple of little more edits, and it's ready to go. And both these ladies that you've been listening to today, Cara and Anna, they did a great job of teaching that class. And I'm sure you'll really appreciate all their knowledge. As you can see, <laughs> they're parents, and they're nutritionists, both of them. And they, they practice what they mm-hmm, preach. That's right. And their kids practice what they preach. <laughs> that was a fun <laughs> <Thank> class. <God. laughs> yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. parents often ask, what kind of milk should I feed my kid? You know, the actual research about milk is very interesting. This is for sure. For, and this has been in the papers lately. Yes. Babies, breast milk, for babies, breast milk is the best. And breastfed babies have higher IQs, they have better immune function, and they have less allergies. Toddlers also should be drinking whole milk, organic and hormone-free. Mm-hmm. And older children should be continue mm-hmm. to drink whole milk. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to remember that Michelle Obama, who is a big proponent of skim milk, mm-hmm. is not a nutritionist. You know, she may be the first lady, but research shows skim milk is too high in sugar. And I think that's yeah. shocking for people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't support brain function, and it doesn't support your health, mm-hmm. and it doesn't support your metabolism. Right. In fact, it leads to insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whole milk... Whole organic milk is easier to digest, and it's the best. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it doesn't matter if you're a 10-year-old or a 90-year-old. Yeah. Right. You hey, need, that's a great point. Right? Because we're yes. all kids, essentially, but we all need whole milk. Because <laughs> exactly. I think, yeah. you know, I don't know if it was the American Academy of Pediatrics, or for a while they were saying, up until 2, give whole milk, and then parents just automatically assume, Skin oh, I milk. should start fat-free milk when my kid is two, but mm-hmm. that's we're saying that's not the case. Everyone right. should be drinking organic whole milk. You yes. know, when we think about it, 
uh, we're continuing to build our brain yes. until we're like 23, 24, mm-hmm. 25. That's a great point. Yep. Yeah. So we need that healthy fat. fat. That healthy yep. fat, yep. So since we're talking about digestion, it might surprise you that 2 million children are on acid reflux medication. And we just did a show about that a couple of weeks ago, acid yes. reflux. What it's a problem epidemic. that is. It is. Yeah. That is totally an epidemic. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're probably asking, well, what foods can cause this acid reflux? Well, cereal, crackers, bread, pasta, that pizza we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. juice, skim milk. Skim milk is actually a big one that causes mm-hmm. reflux. Soda and sugar. And just two cups of Lucky Charms breaks down into 14 and a half teaspoons of sugar. Wow. About the same amount as in a can of soda. So if a, if a mom would put 14 and a half teaspoons of sugar in a bowl and give it to their <laughs> mm-hmm. kid. But people wouldn't She'd do never, that. They'd but never do that. Yeah. what is happening. All the cereal is turning into that sugar. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing that's happening with digestion is up to 30% of kids have constipation. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of kids constipation. One in three. And a mm-hmm. common treatment for constipation is a drug. It's called Miralax. So do you guys realize that Miralax was not approved by the FDA <sighs> for use in children? And in fact, when Miralax hit the market, the patient's material included a warning that Miralax should not be used by children. So what's a better solution? If you've got a kid that's got constipation, that's what somebody's listening out there. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, okay well, what, what do I do? I do? Right? Yep. Okay. So I usually tell my clients to cut out foods that are severely constipating. So those would be crackers, cheese, specifically bananas, muffins, cookies, and bread. All the things that a lot of kids eat. <laughs> All the mm-hmm. things that a lot of kids eat, right. So remove those, but then also add into the child's diet foods that will reduce constipation. Things like a lot of fruits, like not bananas, but berries, mm-hmm. oranges, melon, and vegetables like spinach or asparagus. And just real healthy meat, fish, chicken, and then healthy fats like olives, olive oil, and butter. Right. Things that, that our body knows how to digest. Real foods, yep. yep. Oh, when we think about this, constipation is really a serious nutrition problem. Mm-hmm. So it gives parents a warning sign that they're not feeding their kids right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're not feeding them so that they will stay healthy. So I think most parents truly want healthy kids. But sadly, parents lack real food education. We were talking about that before we went on the show. Yeah. People that go take their kids to fast foods really don't have the education. Right. So there is a lot of wrong information coming mainly from food factories. Mm-hmm. And these big food companies have the money to pay the lobbyists to influence our government leaders. So who suffers? Mm-hmm. Our kids, our kids mm-hmm. and our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's actually at the conference, it's an epidemic right now. Right. Sadly. So it's time to ask, how healthy are our children today? Um, Well, we kind of know the answer to that. But here's just another statistic. About 8% or more of children have an attention deficit disorder. So they're being labeled in school as having ADD or ADHD. And we personally think, because we see a lot of families with uh, kids with ADD, I think we believe it has to be higher than 8%. Yeah, I think a lot that number, it's like probably... an not everyone has been diagnosed technically. Right. Or right. these are the kids that are on medication or something. Yeah, right. these are the kids, yeah, who have been mm-hmm. medicated, right? And a new report from the Center of Disease Control and Prevention found one in five children today suffer from a mental disorder. So we know this, though, because this yes, has been all this over is the huge. paper. 
one in 88 children in the U.S. today has autism. So that's about one and a half million Americans are affected by autism. That's a huge number. It's huge. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the cause? And it, you know, the finger of guilt points directly to our food supply and also environmental toxins that we're exposed to mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And I mean, we know the brain is 60 to 70 percent fat. So do you think it is important to feed your kids healthy fats? I mean, what we what we eat becomes us. So it's the same thing with the fat we put in our mouth that becomes our brain. So bad fats equal brain trouble. Mm-hmm. Bad fats are associated with memory problems, focus problems, and behavioral problems. Mm-hmm. And where do we get those bad fats? <laughs> so, mm. so the hydrogenated soybean oil in the breakfast Pop-Tart or trans fats in the fast food French fries may very well be affecting Mm -hmm. your child's memory, focus, and behavior. And if you keep feeding kids bad fat, you're going to keep getting the same results. So poor memory, even in kids, lack of focus is huge, and behavior issues as well. Well, Let's just take a couple of minutes, because I think what we need to do is help people realize again, what are some of the good fats that we need to... Mm -hmm. And like you, Anna, you said, and Carrie, both of you said... Every time you feed your kids, you've got to be thinking, okay, what kind of good fat am I going Mm -hmm. to To incorporate? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So what do you guys, how do you think through this when you're feeding your kid? (laughs) What do you cook with, first of all? Well, olive oil or, you know, at Mm -hmm. a lower temperature. Coconut Mm -hmm. oil and butter can be cooked at a little bit higher temperature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mostly use coconut oil, but yeah, butter on the vegetables Mm -hmm. and... So if I was a mom and I had a kid that had a dairy sensitivity, but I still wanted to do some kind of a smoothie, what would you put in? And I didn't want to use milk. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. would you put in there? Well, you could put, I mean, coconut milk would be a wonderful healthy fat. Okay. Wonderful idea. Full fat coconut milk. Yeah, and try to get the canned. The canned, because there's different forms. Canned. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Or a healthy natural peanut butter would be a good fat, too, for the brain. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, if you'd make a chocolate banana smoothie, that's okay. What if my kid was had peanut allergy? Oh, then you definitely want to try like almond butter if if almonds were tolerable. Okay. Or I've I've known people to put a scoop of coconut oil in there. That's Mm -hmm. okay, too. When I make my smoothies, I put coconut oil instead of coconut milk. Instead of coconut milk. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, if people are eating good fats, it equals healthy brain. Great focus and good moods, and a happy, alert child. Someone that's fun to be with. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yep. Thanks, Star. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.